we're going we're to kind of go for it today. So one of my friends asked me uh, yesterday, um, I was just kind of praying on what I was going to teach on. I mean, I finished my sermon a long time ago. And, um, and they said, what's your favorite scripture? And I said, oh, that's, you know, Luke 4.18. And he said, oh, I would have said John 10.10. And I was like, well, that's my second favorite scripture. And as I was praying, I thought, you know, I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to teach on the last two weeks. And then, you know, I'm going to teach on Luke today, John 10.10 10 next week. And then the third week when I'm leaving, it'll, or the 24th, it'll be, we're going to go through the whole Bible. Just for anything I didn't cover the last 14 years, <laughs> we're going to cover. Okay? But, um... And so today we're going to kind of jump in to Luke for it's it's so great that we did the testimonies today because they speak to what I get most excited about in this church and they speak to this scripture. This scripture is about what we just heard in the testimonies we just heard today. And so it's Luke 4, 14 to 21, and it says this, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee and a report about him went out through all the surrounding country and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. Being glorified by God, by all. Okay, that, remember that phrase, okay? Being glorified by all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as, he was, and as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it is written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Father, come, release your spirit. Our eyes and our hearts and our minds would be open just in this short time that you would move in power and transform our lives. Okay, so this is why I love this is why I love the church. It's because for so many years I was kind of taught that um, being a Christian is about and evangelism is about telling people, giving people the right information um, relationally, all good things. Um, and I loved doing that. It was amazing. And people would come to faith. I worked for Young Life. This happened, and I worked for a church, and I was student ministry, and this happened. It was amazing. But I always felt like, man, I feel like there's more. Like, like there's just more. And, um, and so, a long story, but God started River City Church. And basically what I learned and what we're learning and what we continue to learn is, yes, we, we share the gospel, we proclaim the gospel, but there is a demonstration of power that accompanies the telling of the gospel that brings people into the kingdom of God. That demonstrates that, like Martha said, that, the, that miracles are alive today. That miracles restore and renew people's hope. And that's the ministry we see that Jesus Christ is doing here. It says, that, it says that he was doing, right before this, he's doing all these miracles and stuff. And then it says that he's being glorified by all. And so the reason that these things were happening, that Jesus was doing them thing, these things, the result was he was being glorified. Okay, and now be, Jesus being glorified means that people were giving him the attention, the, uh, the, the, uh, the worthiness. They were ascribing to him who he really was. They were recognizing him for, for what he really is, and they were honoring and praising him, uh, and all these things, right? But ultimately, what Jesus came to do is not glorify himself, but he came to point people to the Father. 
And so what we learn in this ministry is that Jesus was being glorified, but what was really happening is that people were seeing God in Jesus. So we're like, oh, we know who that joker is. We know who God is. We've heard about who God is. We remember who God is. Because, and so we're glorifying God as we see you do those things that are consistent with who he is. Does that make sense? Right? But yes, shake your head, something for the love of all that is holy, people. Come on. It's my third sermon. All right, three left. Okay. And so, and so Jesus is showing us how, what ministry is supposed to look like. He's showing us what ministry is supposed to look like. And so what he's showing us is not only is, is God glorified and this is what it looks like for him, but this is what it looks like for us. This is why it's important for us to move in power. This is why it's important for us to proclaim the good news to the poor and to the oppressed and to the lost. This is why it's important that we move in power, believing that we are called to perform miracles, that we are called to set people free from spiritual things and and, and to pray deliverance over people so that they would be set free, that we're called to pray healing over people's hearts, the emotions, things that have been done to them. Marta was, what, what a great powerful story. That's what was happening with her, is that that God was setting her free. And in the midst of her circumstances being horrible, it said that she had peace, that she had joy, that she let her hair down. She was dancing, doing, I don't know, Reba dance, because she's Spanish, you know? And she was, and so that's emotional healing. That's, That's releasing someone from the oppression that she has experienced. And I know more about her story of just you know, she came up to me one time and she said, I don't like when you talk about family because I've never had one of my family was a bad experience. And when you talk about our church being a family, I don't want to be a part of it. And look at what God has, that is a miracle of what God has done with her, brought her through this. In the same way that, what's your name again? Michelle was talking about, I didn't feel like I belonged. I felt like I belonged. And what was the response of that? Spiritual healing. I came to Jesus Christ. He used you, he used the youth to bring healing, acceptance, you know, and invited her in to a family and in feeling belonged. She felt belonged. She was set free. She was set free of the loneliness or the separation. And she came into who she was called to be in Jesus Christ. That is what this scripture is about. That is what we are called to do. Now, this is what's, this is the main point of this. And I don't have any time to really get into it, but But as we're glorifying God, here's one of the cool things, is it says that we will be glorified. We will be glorified. If we're doing what Jesus is doing, we will be glorified like Jesus is glorified. That's the model, right? Now, we will not be glorified in the same way that Jesus is glorified and worshiped and those things, right? But we will be glorified in Christ because people will see our actions and they will be drawn to him. That's how we know if we're living this out. That's how we know if we're living this out. We don't know if this is happening in our lives as we move in the power of the Spirit, as we move and do these things, because the Bible says that the enemy of darkness masks masks, and duplicates the things of the light to confuse us, to draw us away, to draw attention to ourselves. And we know if people are being drawn to a person, they are not being drawn to Jesus. And so the litmus test for whether or not we are living this out in our life is if people are drawn to Jesus. 
If people are coming to you, it says always be prepared to give an answer for the hope that we have in Jesus. So people should be drawn to us because they see in us a hope that we have in Jesus, a hope and an ability and a power that goes beyond, beyond who we are. Now the enemy, what he likes to do, what he loves to do is to move in power. He loves to move in power because we see his power and we see what he's doing and, and we want that. And, and even this is the other tricky thing that he does is that we see the spirit moving in people. We see God doing miracles through people, healing people. And he does this. He goes, oh, man, Antley, you if you were like that, then you would be a great church leader. If you were like that person, you would be amazing. If you did what they did, then you would be better. And you, or, Antley, you should be doing these things because you are a church leader. And so he sees, the enemy sees that is authentic, but then he takes that and he twists it just enough so that we are not drawn to intimacy with God. We are not drawn to Jesus, drawing close to Jesus, but we are drawn by a desire to promote ourselves, the pressure to be like someone else. Bill Johnson says, lots of people, Bill Johnson says this, lots of people like and want the power and the authority I have, but very few people are willing to spend the time to have the intimacy I have. And that it's out of the intimacy, it's out of his experience with Jesus, it's out of those things that power comes. Dang. I was going to sing Devil Got Down to Georgia. And that song, the devil went down to Georgia looking for a soul to steal. The miner's way behind, was willing to make a deal. He came across a young man feeling, you know, he was buying, he came across a young man feeling on a ceiling, playing the hot. The devil jumped up on the hickory something and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you care to make a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play a pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil's due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your souls and thinks I'm better than you. Bam, bam, bam. I was going to play my guitar. How am I going to, oh, wait, wait, I'm not done. And he said, my name's Johnny and it might be a sin. I'll take your bet, you're going to regret, because I'm the best he's ever, I'm the best there's ever been. Okay, now th- there's two points to this, to this. The first is that the devil went down to Georgia, which means the, bull- <laughs> which means the bulldogs are the spawn of the devil. That's the first thing. That's the first thing. Sorry, sorry, sorry back though, back row, sorry. I couldn't help do that. Okay, and that we call Gainesville God's country. Okay, so... Right? Okay, so here's the second thing. There is, I, was, I, was, I don't know why I was trying to that song. I just was. I kind of wanted to sing it. But anyway, but anyway, so, so this is the other thing. Is that Johnny said, I'll take that bet you're going to regret because I'm the best it's ever been. The battle was over then. There was no contest. The devil had already won because he believed that he was the best, that his ability came from him, that he was number one. Now, he beat that devil, you know, and he got his golden thing, and that's what the devil loves to tempt us with, right? The, the wealthy things of the world, the good things of the world, so that we pursue those things, we're drawn to our own ability, and we don't give glory to God. The devil loves for us to believe that what we have and who we are and the power we move in is not about Jesus, but about what we do. It's about what we do. It's about what we work at. And here's the thing, is God will give you what you want. You ask for power, he will allow you to move in power. He will. And your heart will begin to hunger for something more. 
And you want to see it more. You want to see it more. You want to see more of this and more of that. And when it doesn't happen, you go, where's God? And God's like, yeah, I'm waiting for you to come to me. I'm here. I'm here. My love for you, my intimacy for you, my desire for you is greater than what you do for me. What, what makes me most excited is that you know me. And in knowing him and being close to him and being intimate with him, we will always and we will naturally, naturally reflect his beauty. Because people will see the spirit in us. People will see Jesus in us and be drawn to him. Let's stand. Let's stand. Let's stand. Okay, so that's, there we go. I was quick. I'm sorry. But I really want to have time for ministry today, especially after those testimonies. Anytime we hear testimonies like that, we see God move. We see People move and experience the same things that they've heard about. Because, right, you hear those stories, and you're, and you're thinking, I want to be healed like Martha. I, I want to come into faith and to grow in faith, to come spiritually alive. I want to have the peace and the rest that I heard about Martha in the midst of those circumstances. I need that. Those are all things that God wants to do today. Those are all things that God chose those people to come and speak and to show us the word of God lived out. The visible, they were the visible expression of the living God. The word made flesh. So that's, like, that's why I like to say there is that they are, they, their lives are, are written like letters to us. So that we would see, that we would hear, and we would be, we'd find hope. We'd find hope. And people need that today. But I also feel like God wants to move in and, and bring us liberty. Some of you feel oppressed, shut down lied to, broken, hurt, I don't know. And, and, and Jesus wants to remove you to the things, remove the things that have caught you, that you're captive to this morning. And only you know what those are. And I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and, and reveal those things to you. But, um, and some of the other folks in here, I feel like, I just have a sense that the Lord wants to anoint you today, that he wants to pour out his love over you and he wants to pour out his power in you. And, and I think that there are folks in here who have probably been with us for a long time and have longed for that. And they have asked and they have asked. And I would just ask you again, ask you again to come down, create space, give Jesus another chance. Because if you don't and you stay where you are, then nothing will happen. But if you come down, you're creating space for God to move and bring healing, and bring life, and to pour himself into you. And so what we're going to do right now, if this is new to you, what we do is we just, I ask you to close your eyes so you're not distracted. And um, when you come down, you can hold out your hands. Um, so it just demonstrates that you want what God has for you, whatever that might be. And so if you would like prayer for any of those things, just move forward. Now, I'm going to pray for everyone, but I would like for the folks that I just kind of addressed, those, those folks that I just spoke, or that, that maybe that's you, or maybe that... You know, you want prayer for something else. Just come forward right now. Prayer ministers, come forward right now. You know, River City Church, you know, in a lot of churches, whenever you come forward, you're like, oh, that person's jacked up. No. Well, what we believe here is that we're all jacked up, right? We're all messed up. We're all messed up. And, and, and that, that church is a lifeboat, not a pleasure cruise. That we don't come here on Sundays because we're going to check a box. We're going to come because our life is jacked up and we need to be saved. We need to be redeemed in all of these things. I love it. I love it. All you folks hungry, wanting more, and all you folks that aren't 
aren't up here, we're going to pray. We know that this can be hard to, to do. So let's just, again, close our eyes so you're not distracted. That's all. This is not a formula. Hold out your hands because it kind of demonstrates that you want what God has for you this morning. Let's our prayer ministers know you want prayer. So let's everybody receive. Even if you're not up here, I would just encourage you to close your eyes and just, just invite the Spirit to come and do what he wants to do in your heart. Okay, Lord, we, we are going to take you at your word today. We want to be people that glorify you, that, that bring people to you, bring people into your presence. And we know, Father, that that cannot happen. That cannot happen unless we are filled the fullness of your spirit. We thank you that you are in us and that you love us. But, Father, we pray that you would manifest your love for us this morning. So we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come to bring your healing. Bring your freedom this morning to draw us into a deeper faith, to rest. Just come, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, that you say that when we ask for the Spirit, you always, you always send him. And so, Lord, just come. Just wait now.